Yo, big yawn to start yes. after, after we just recorded with Big After a big Smash. show Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back Yes sir, two show day for the fellas Same outfits if you notice Same outfits, those. hopefully you guys realize We are back and we are fucking grinding What did we say to, to Pete? Uh, back and better than ever and we're not fucking leaving Welcome, welcome Welcome to the All Day Everyday Show With All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin Back to our usual, I, I guess I should say regular scheduled programming, even though we want that to be the interviews, but we're going to be bullshitting a lot today, some fun news, because if you guys aren't following us on our TikTok page, which is just the name of the show, you will see that we love talking about drama, and that's what this show is going to be about. If you're watching on YouTube, do us a big favor, drop a like and a comment, and if you're not already subscribed, well, you're doing something wrong, hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, helps us a lot if you do give us those ratings. Okay. Fun stuff to talk about today. Not really going to lay it out because that's the drama and that's the suspense. Let's first start with this. Last night... You'd be fired if you could find out a way to make the fucking the PTI fucking layout and fucking... You know what I'm saying? Have oh, it, I know. Yeah, I'll look that up. Yeah, Wait, so, so be, it's like a ticker. No, nah, I'll figure that out. If you could do that. YouTube is a great place. Facts. YouTube is YouTube a great University. place. YouTube University. Hell yeah. Why do you need college? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, okay. In South Florida last night, 6 9 was jumped. Many people would say that it was, um, you know, karma's a bitch and everything comes Absolutely. back to bite you in the ass. I think everyone would say that. Pretty crazy. Security was not with him in the sauna, and some guys just ran up on him and sent him to the hospital. As soon as he left there, he was in an ambulance, escorted to the hospital. Don't know what the injuries are, but I did see a video. I don't know if it was TMZ. I don't know where. I don't know what service actually had posted out the video, what platform had posted the video, but his face looked really fucked a up. A couple things. One, I did see the picture of him after his face wasn't as beat up as I thought it was going to look. He it was, it was really bloody. bloody as fuck. Yeah. Two, talking about the person who posted it. Supposedly, the person who posted it was the person that was in the video beating up 6ix9ine. Like I said, all supposed, who also supposedly just got out of an eight-year jail sentence. All supposed, read on Twitter, but that was kind of something that I kept reading, which is in fucking sane. And it was, he was actually, and he was in the sauna. He was in the sauna. That's yeah. what you saw. Mm -hmm. To me, that's out of... I mean, I don't know. Being 6'9", knowing what you've done in your past, which Car you said Karma's a bitch, and he 100% deserved what he had coming for him today. He might probably deserves worse. You know what I'm saying? But for someone that has done that much, sitting by yourself in the sauna? Bro, they could have just locked the door. They could have held him in there. I don't know how they got... Obviously, you're sitting by yourself. Jeez, that's all I have to say. Is he's a ballsy man. We all know he's a ballsy man, but... We knew someone was going to get to him. We I were guess. saying a couple years ago, we were saying someone was going to. I mean, people were trying to jump 6 9 but I think this is the one where like people were like, yeah, he got him, which I'm never too happy to see people get beat the fuck up, but this is the one where I was like, yeah, man, I man. guess. You know what I mean? Get him. Get him. Get him. He said, get him. <laughs> I guess. I guess this means if you do some things that are questionable, you can't not walk around without security. I mean, he's done a lot of questionable things. Women called out hoods. I mean, you could get killed for either or. Talk to the <laughs> wrong person. So you combine right. two. That's not a good. That's not a good combination. Yeah, I just remember seeing that this morning and was like, "Oh God!" And I remember he was appearing in Steve Will Do It videos like months ago. And I mean, I'm not. I don't really watch 
him anymore. He's on like Rumble and stuff, and I just don't. I don't. I mean, I listen. But like, I don't see from him in Steve's those videos. Perspective, he could also be saying a lot of the shit, like the, what the stuff I just said, the two things I just said, or maybe the one honestly main thing that would people turn that would turn people off. It could be alleged or whatever, but uh, six nine is a sketchy dude, in my opinion. Six nine is a sketchy dude. It's all good though. Karma comes back every once in a while. Maybe I never. Maybe it's because I never liked his music. Maybe I don't have a bias towards. I stuff. never really liked it either. Is that like? I mean, I don't know. I'm just no, not I was never really into that. Sorry. Um, all right, more drama here. Um, let's kick it over here. I'm going to skip over the one and then go back to the one that you know that's coming. Cam Newton is at Pro Day at his alma mater, Auburn University. And all of this stuff coming out with the videos of what Cam is saying. You know, yeah, he's like, there's a, lot, there's a lot of guys getting jobs, a lot of randoms. He I said, don't know how. He said, uh, what did he say? There ain't 32 motherfuckers that are better than me. Okay, I I can get with that. I can. You want to like, you want to go through the thirty two? I mean, Zach Wilson technically had a starting job last year. I love Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson last year is he better than Cam Newton? Probably not. Love Justin Fields to death. Was Justin Fields ah uh, last year? Justin Fields probably really comparable to Cam Newton. Recent. I think Justin Fields year before that. Don't know. But those are just rookies, and they're and they're not supposed to be better than. I'm, and this is my point. They're not supposed to be better. But let's take the guys who've been in the league for a long time, the journeymen, backups that have starting spots. Can you always say they were 32 guys in the league better than Cam? You could argue it. He's definitely in the bottom tier. Let's not get it twisted. But uh, I, I, can, I can feel where he's coming from. I'll say that. I don't know if I'm ready to validate his statement, but I can definitely feel where he's coming from. If you could know you what say saying. there's 32 quarterbacks? Could you say there's 15 that are better than him? Yeah. 20. Yeah. 25, I'm almost ready to say, yeah. You know, you, you see where I'm getting at? So I was like, Cam, when you say there's not the, what he's kind of saying is I deserve to be in the league and have a spot to play. I agree. You know what I'm saying? A top 32? Let's start. Let's start. We got to talk. That's all there, was a, there was one, uh, there was a tweet of it with all the quarterbacks listed and and who are now starting. So obviously it's different for Washington as Heineke went to, uh, to Atlanta. So, and this one guy had like, listed in red there was like red dots through every quarterback and there was like six that he chose that he would take cam over yeah yeah okay and i'm like really and like he had like baker on there daniel jones on there geno smith on there and i'm like wait a minute wait a minute like there's a little bit more that you can like come on um but so I do want to go into this i know you're not a big fan of nick Wright. i'm not really that much of a fan either did see a clip of him from his show and he's talking about where Cam should go. And he said the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, in here's the reasoning. Um, Chad Henney's gone. He retired. And this is Cam doesn't have a ring, number one. So he can get a ring with them, possibly, if they keep this up. And number two, his big point was Patrick Mahomes is not going to be running as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, those goal line stands. Now you can basically make a package for Cam Newton. So you don't have to be doing direct snaps to Travis Kelsey anymore. And he's still an active player on the roster because he's still getting his snaps maybe down in that goal line package. It's not like he's just going to be that backup every single game. And a lot of the comments when I was reading through this, I saw this on TikTok, a lot of the comments were like, Nick's getting some pretty W takes recently. Like they actually loved it. No, I like that. I like him there. Um, I like him there a lot. Um, Honestly, I mean, the birds just picked up Mariota, so he's not the market person anymore. If, if we didn't pick up Mariota, I'd say I did see we're damn there. near the perfect spot for Cam to come in and be a backup. Um, other spots, obviously, they probably have the backups in tow, but places like Chicago, he could be a good use. I'd pick you Dallas. Think places like Arizona, he could be a good use. I don't know about I mean, Cooper ain't. 
Cooper ain't losing his job as that backup down there with Jerry and him. That's all good. But we could take Cam and like I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of places. I, I, any any good, I would say, kind of young mobile quarterback. I feel like Cam be a perfect backup for. There's no reason Cam doesn't have a job. Let's let's not get it twisted. We can do all this top 32 stuff, and he'll probably can slot somewhere around 30 to 35. I feel like sure, let's do it. But he should be on a team. I saw some. Clips can we agree of on that? Throws. He should 100 be on a team. I I do agree. He should be on a team. I saw some throws from pro day. Dude's rolling out of the pocket. Still got it. And he's. Throwing it 40, 50 yards down oh, the field, yeah. like, and he's hitting them on the numbers. Talking like, this shit. Yeah. So, and I do think it was pretty cool that he did it at Auburn on a pro day where he could have just been mm. like, you know, I'm going to be at some random high school in L.A., and you can meet me there and bring a couple scouts. I would like Cam in my locker room. I feel like he has just good locker room energy at this point in his career, too. I don't know. I don't know. But funny stuff to talk about Cam there. Like, will we actually see him in the league again? Oh. Actually scoring touchdowns. Are we going to still see the dab, or is that outdated for it's him? outdated. <laughs> Maybe Superman? He'll do the Superman. Like gritty or something. He'll do the Superman. He will gritty, too. Um, all right. In other news. Sidebar, real quick. is Did did Leon Edwards kick to the head of Kamar Usman end his career? I think it ended his career. I think oh. Usman's. I think he's. Hot take. Usman's done. Usman, I love him to death. Great fighter. I can't see Usman doing no podcast, doing no YouTube. I just want to see where he goes next. Maybe on the booth. I mean, I could have said the same about DC, but DC is more of a personality in the UFC that I feel like than Usman was. I just hope that Leon Edwards' one big kick in the very winning moments of their first fight didn't ruin his career because, I mean, listen, he tried to do the thing where he walked up to Leon and, and tried to punk him. I saw and this, he did bro. that back, that and I sick. saw that shit. And that was, I was sick. Like, I, if, you, if people are doing that to Usman now, he might not be that same. He might not have that same aura to him. I honestly didn't. I mean, that's just stupid to say because the first one basically went the distance, basically. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I didn't think it was going the distance this time. To I be think honest. he would have won the first one, no, if he didn't get knocked out. I think he would have too. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, my one thing is like, where does Usman go next? The big thing though is where Leon at the press conference was saying, you know, I should get to pick who I go next. I'm the champ. You know, I hold the belt. Again. I get to pick who goes next. Now, Dana White had come out and said it was going to be Colby Covington. And I don't want to see Colby Covington get his ass beat. And they're saying that to Leon. And he's like, well, I've been actively fighting. Colby hasn't been actively fighting. So why does he Kobe, deserve, yeah. why does he get to come back and deserve an immediate title shot when I've been in here fighting and I'm defending and I'm winning titles and then defending said title? Why does he get to come in here and then have a shot to take it from me? So then all the comments were like, well, he's just scared of Colby. Hate to break it to you, but it's going to be Colby. He's just scared of Colby. I'm like, I don't think Leon Edwards is scared of Colby at all. If he's in Usman's Nobody's, face, going click, 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 bang, 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 reload, click, click, click. Get out of here, bro. And he's a seller. Colby's a seller. He is. Colby's a seller. I don't know if Leon's that much of a seller as Colby is. I think Colby's going to sell. With the belt him. he is, but without the belt, who knows? Right. And that's all this stuff, like all the talk that Usman said in their press conference before the fight where he's like, I bullied you for that entire fight. I bullied you. I'm just like so now. So essentially, we know where where Leon might go. I just want to know where Usman goes. I don't know. I don't know. Like who's? I just didn't look the same, man. I don't know. I could be tweaking, but it, it could be over. That's all I'm saying. It could be over. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. All right. So funny story here. And this raises a good question at the end of this. So down in spring training at one of the Phillies games, the last day we're sitting at in the berm, which is basically in the outfield in the grassy section. And there's not much space between us and the fence. So you can see the right fielder when it goes to commercial break or 
when they run out and they're doing their warm-up tosses, they'll toss a ball up to the, the fans. Now, you know, you have to know a lot of those kids are young kids. And all of them have gloves. Every single fucking one of them has gloves. So they're all calling their names. And their high-pitched voices, voices squealing at them, calling names, saying, give me a ball, give me a ball. So they will toss a ball up and someone will they'll play jackpot, basically, and mm-hmm. fight for the ball. So one of the times... They toss the ball up. There's 25 kids there. Probably 15 have gloves. They toss the ball up. Every single fucking one of them misses the ball. It takes one bounce, and my mom has her hands up, and it bounces right into her hands, right in her lap. All fucking 25 of them come up with their gloves stretched out, like put it in there, put it in there. So she hands it to my sister, and then my sister puts it in the glove. So I'm like, where can we draw the line on giving baseballs to kids? My mom's a diehard fucking Phillies fan. Why can't she have the fucking ball? Why can't you get the foul ball that you all missed it? You lost your chance. But if we don't hand the ball over, then everyone's going to boo around us and say we're the jackass because we didn't give the ball to the kid. Well, you missed your chance. I want to give a ball to my diehard Phillies fan of a mother. Is there a line that we can draw with giving these balls away to kids? Yeah. Like, will we never, will <clears throat> no, we never no, get there, a foul ball anymore? There is a line you can draw, and it's, it's, the, it's the home run ball from... Uh, a notable star of your team at like a milestone or even like a notable star of your team. I don't know. Like if you, if you caught, let's say, uh, say Bryce Harper's 300th home run with the Phillies, the kid's not getting that. You caught Bryce Harper's fifth home run with the Phillies, it came out to get that job. Even if, even Bryce Harper, like a Bryce Harper playoff home run, I ain't doing this. What? Give it to you. No draw, but like, a May game, JT Romuto home run ball. You can have that. But this is like... You know what I'm saying? You can have that. What doing, I would do personally is just putting in the one person's glove. Y'all got to redo that. No. Survival of the fittest. The best athletes getting this ball. We're going to throw this thing back up. I ain't handing it to nobody. I nah, see that smart. But my whole thing we're is like... This. this is guys that are doing long toss before they come back from commercial break. And once we're back from commercial break, we're ready to resume play and get to the bottom half of the inning. And you guys are just tossing that same warm-up ball that you were doing long toss with, and you're just throwing that up to the, to the kids. And they all miss it. I don't know how. We have 15, we have 15 gloves, and we all miss it. Nah, yeah, well, you miss your chance. My, my line is if, if, if I really don't, if I really want the ball, like if I don't really care about it, if it's someone I don't really care about catching the ball, here you go. But if it's something I want, and there's a reason I want it, you ain't getting it. And here was the other thing, too. It was like, it was the Braves that were tossing it. So I'm like, all of you guys are wearing Philly jerseys. You don't want this ball. Hey, it's just what kids. You... It's just kids, bro. So I was like, I had something I actually just like really thought of that I wanted to say because I remember you texted me and you said it was always Jordan Speed. And I actually, funny enough, I hopped on the train. I forget what holds the par five on the front line. Was it the four? Was it the fourth or fifth? Was the par five? I think it was the fourth. Correct. I hopped on right before, um, Shank bogeyed the fourth. So I got Jordan Speed to like lie, like probably plus. I got him at plus three ten, and I got him again at plus two sixty. You think? Oh my God! First of all, Shank is going bogey birdie, bogey birdie, bogey birdie. He's annoying as fuck. At this time, though, Speeder is playing great golf, great golf. I'm seeing his back. He's getting the sand. He's saving himself. He's knocking out like twelve footers. He's saving himself for par on like eighteen footers. He's getting out of the rough. I'm thinking, okay, we have Speed on a course that you need to have solid short game and save yourself. He's going right. He's saving himself, saving par. I have a plus three ten Jordan Speed. We're good. We are good. I don't know what holy is. But he gets to it, and his motherfucker goes in the water. 
This is the second time I've had Spieth with some value. It was the U.S. Open, I believe it was, when he was talking to his caddy at the bunker. And now with this one, where we have a valuable George Spieth ticket, and he just goes into the water. Why does he always do this shit? Bro, I was Why? on my hands and knees when it went in the water because I thought it was over. What a hell of a bogey yeah, save, yeah, though. But, yeah, but 100%, 100%, 100%. I'm just saying, it's just like, what is good with him? Why can't he just... Play clean golf when you bet on him. Why can't he just play clean he golf? He had, and it, there was, I mean, I believe that was a bogey-free round until then. Until then. Now. The only bogey-free round as well. Correct. And when he got to the to the green, I mean, that was like an 18-foot putt to save bogey. If he missed that, he wouldn't have needed over, to play over. the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's over, over. And then, and he somehow makes that, and I'm like fired up again. I'm like, okay, we only lost one. Then we know that Shank's going to drop one, whatever. Then... Like, we saw how big that putt was, and what the, all the commentators were saying was when Jordan Spieth ne- needs to make a putt, he's going to do so. He did that right there. Then we go to 17, and he puts that hell of a shot into the green. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, my God. I mean, this is easy makeable range. I mean, we're like, I'm probably, I, I don't know what, what it was. Maybe it was 7 feet. Maybe it was 8 feet. Maybe it was 10 feet. Something like that. And he just left it short and it dropped at the end and you can see he's like mouthing to himself and he's like i just didn't hit it mm-hmm. didn't hit it so i'm like you spanked the shit out of that bogey putt to get in from 18 feet and this was maybe less than 10 feet and you didn't need to spank it but you didn't need to baby it like the, the big thing that i was saying my dad and i were saying we're like well what what were you so worried about a four or five footer coming back if you just blew it past it like in a part where you needed to make it, because then he's he's it's winning just, that. It's just, he's winning it's that. Just, it just shit happens out there. Bro. And then we have a 27 year old who has never won on tour at all. Him, Plu was playing great golf. Wasn't oh affected by the scoreboard. He kept doing his thing. Man. He did kept doing his Typical. thing, bro. I I needed that. I'm still gonna root for him. It's been my guy we'll take since him again. so long ago. Maybe this is Matt. Is this is this took, Masters I took, year? I took, I took Cam Young and the uh, match play plus 3100. I don't think he can beat that. I made some stupid Cam. ass just took parlay Cam. like 15. plus 3100. I took like the match winners from like six groups. It was like fifteen for like twenty one hundred bucks. Fuck it. I'm like fuck it. Cam Young plus thirty one hundred. Like fuck it. Take a look. But good on the golf talk there. Um, okay. Marsh Madness. I do want to touch on this for a second here. Uh, World Baseball Classic. Oh fuck yeah. So we got the. I was watching the whole thing because most of it was down. when We were in Florida, so at night we had those games, and they started late. So um, what else am I doing? Um, so. I just want to hear from you, from somebody that you had said, you know, hadn't really watched a lick. We saw Edwin Diaz go down. I saw that. And we saw some questions being asked to world baseball players that were playing in this. You know, what matters more, a championship in this or a World Series championship? And a lot of them said, or or both the same. Some said both. One said World Series. Everybody else said World Baseball Classic. Yeah. Well, yeah. Playing for your country means more. Uh, from what I saw from the World Baseball Classic, the clips I saw and shit, like that shit was lit. Like from what I saw, um, I watched the I watched the final. It sucked, but it was. I mean, that shit was awesome seeing fucking Otani get Mike Trout for the last out. I mean, even, even you Darvish, even the, like the young twenty year olds from Japan that you don't know that are fucking coming in and just dealing. Uh, that game itself was sick, but I know the rest of that shit had to be. I just was not. I mean, you got to think there's March Madness on, you know. Me. For sure, but I think I the other thing too is like. But as far as the injuries you're saying, um, I, I I don't it's it's what happens. Like I, especially with these World Cup esque sports like as baseball now and with World Baseball Classic and like the soccer with the Olympics, 
those kind of sports, it's not like football. It's not like rugby. You're not mashing heads all the time. Like injuries can happen and catastrophic season ending injuries can happen. But for it being the world's big book, it's every four years, right? I'm not tweaking. So the next be, one will be in 26. For it to be every four years and the, and the possibility of you having a season ending injury for baseball and how much these people care about the World Baseball Classic more than they care about the World Series, gotta let them rock. You know what I'm saying? Just at the end of the day, gotta let them rock, I feel like. And let's also not take away the whole injury thing from the fact that it was noth- It had nothing to do with the play on the field. Mm-hmm. He was celebrating. Right, exactly. That could have happened in and a he- fucking mm-hmm. National League Championship right. Series, no, exactly. and he would have missed the whole World Series. And then what are we going to say? Exactly. Fuck the World Series, bro. Fuck the playoffs. Why don't we just all go to the World Series? No. So... I think a lot of the things that, you know, when Mexico lost, they, you know, their manager said, you know, World Baseball, the World Baseball Classic won tonight. Their fans were sick. And USA coach, same thing. World Baseball Classic won tonight. This drew 1.3 million um, fans, World Baseball Classic, which is a tournament record. Pretty cool. Japan gets to win since 09. First since 09. I do think um, having Merrill Kelly, no disrespect, but having Merrill Kelly pitch in a championship game, just even though the batting order was so goddamn stacked and it was an all-star lineup, um, still missing some of those couple guys, Bryce Harper, Aaron Judge, those guys. What would you even do with them, to be honest, with that lineup? Um, we just didn't have those star pitchers for the U.S. Now, the big thing I saw was Max Scherzer saying, well, you know, how do you feel about not being there? And he's like, I couldn't be because I wouldn't be ready to pitch in that If we had right everybody now. pitching. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's what it is. That's what it comes down to. Everybody, everybody pitching. I mean, but he brings up a good point. He's older. Yeah. He 100%. can't be. I mean, and they're asking him questions when he has ice packs from his forearm up to his chest. It's, it's March. And it's he's like, it's March, dude. I can't be ready for that. And now in the next one, like, if let's say we do do, you know, we, we everybody wants to go do that again for USA. Well, Justin Verlander's not going to be there. He's probably out of the league. Max Scherzer's probably not going to be there. He's probably going to be out of the league. Will Garrett Cole be able to make an appearance? Don't know. Could DeGrom make an appearance? Maybe. Don't know. It's, it's plenty of young guys. It's And that's what, you know, I was talking to my mom about it. And she's like, this is just the time where the younger guys are just going to have to step it's up. going to be sick. Yeah. just going to have to step up. But that was really, really fun to watch. Um, it just felt different. I mean, it's it's March. We're seeing, like, championship-style baseball fo- covered on Fox. We know that Fox had the World Series, exactly. so it kind of felt a lot like that. Um, so fun to watch, and you got to be happy with how the Phillies performed. JT Romuto, of course, Kyle Schwarber, and then how the hell can we leave Trey out Turner the new signee, nukes. Trey Turner, who basically said he doesn't home run or he doesn't hit home runs in, in spring training or he never has, and he has four home runs in the last seven at-bats. Like, yeah, no. I mean, he has that power. He always has that power. He, he just, he's just that kind of guy. He can get off for home runs whenever. He just doesn't always do it. I'm a it was fan good to see the Phillies guys, though, getting off. Um, I don't want to – it's not like I'm harping on a bad note, but, like, when JT had came up, I think it was the seventh inning, and we had first and second. I was thinking this is, like, a classic JT's about to put one in the gap, and he swings at the first pitch and pops out. I was so upset. But besides that – The dude, one that I didn't like is that – Schwarber going yak in the classic Schwarber situation was just so – it felt it literally felt like I was watching a Phillies game, just the way he did it in the situation. It being a solo home run as well. Like, it literally just felt like I was watching a literal Phillies game. And then just, I mean, seeing – which is one thing I'm interested to watch is Trey Young – I mean, Trey Young. Trey Turner's range in the field. So he had to make a play versus – I think it was Otani he made it. it was they were in a shift. And he had – he made like a diving stop on the web of his glove. And just that addition, along with his bat, but – 
I think him in the field is is just as, if not more nasty than him in in, in the uh, in the batter's box and him on the base pass as well with a guy like uh, Bryce Harper and JT. Bro, John Smoltz. There's man. a lot to I saw like a little sample size. I was like, I like this trade turn. I mean, I always liked them, but I'm like, him me on the Phillies. We have a star starter lineup. He's he's gonna like it here. I think John Smoltz in the booth, literally saying that Trey Turner is gonna lead the league in stolen bases. Exactly, That's and what then I'm to the contrary of Trey Turner, they have Tim Anderson. As well, and they have to move him to second, which he yeah. hasn't played in his entire life yeah. at the professional level. Yeah. Talking Triple A too, yeah. and they have to move him because Trey Turner's on the shortstop. He's bro. just that good. Like, hey, and, and, yeah, yeah. And then I, what I liked about Schwarber in the first game, they went down like one nothing early on a solar shot. Forget who it was, some team that they should have blown out, and they will go one nothing early on a solo shot in the top half of the inning. Schwarber comes up, tie game. No just worries. What he does, just bro. just spots. The one that I did not like from last night, late in the game, I believe there was runners on first and second, or there was a runner on first, something like that. 3-0 count, swings at it, pops it right up to shallow, shallow center field. And I'm like, wait, just like just uh, that wait, was no, just that was wait. that was just that bat in the sixth. That just was wait. that was just that bat in the sixth inning. Just wait. And then bro. yeah, that was that bat in the sixth. Then he came up he came up in the eighth and, and adjusted. He had a ten pitch at bat. And then literally, of course, there's no one on base for that. But look, we got Typical. the dream matchup. Typical. Like, what was so cool about that is Trout gives the nod to Otani, and Otani's like, game face, I'm gonna, and he goes three straight, 100, 100, 100, right and him. the nastiest slider I've ever seen. But like, what, right at the third, The third pitch of that 100-mile-hour pitch was literally, could not have been more down the middle. He's just throwing it right at him. But he just said, hey, come meet me. Come meet me, bro. And what was very, very funny is they're showing it on Twitter now. MLB Network during the All-Star game had the two of them up, Trout and Otani, and they were asking Otani, like, you know, would you ever like to face Trout? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, the MLB TV guys are like, uh, well, World Baseball Classic. And then Trout's like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> hey, like, that might actually happen. And then all the Japan guys at the end are like, you know, you couldn't have wrote it better. 3-2 count in a huge moment, and it's Trout versus Otani. Mm-hmm. And now everyone's like, well, Otani's not going to stay there anymore. I saw Colin Coward saying, like, his best-case scenario is going to the Dodgers because they draw more fans. And he, there was apparently there was 65 million people that had watched uh, Otani from Japan. And they're like, this is the crowds that he draws. The Yankees. Yes, Shohei Otani. And this is like— pay his ass. I know, I know, but it's not a realistic scenario. But this is just an off-base thing. Just because of baseball, like, bro. Remember we did content at Yankee Stadium? And how many chicks that had an Aaron Judge jersey on that didn't know who Aaron Judge was? Facts. That's fucking crazy. But, like, think, like, back to, like, the 2004 ALCS. Any female in the nation want to get their hands on A-Rod or Jeter. Oh, yeah. Knew who they were very, very well. Like, very well. Go up to even 08, 07, 08. Any chick in the Philadelphia area knew very well who Chase Utley was. Knew very well who Ryan Howard was. Like, I, I'm not saying it, it's probably, I mean, it's not too much worse. I'm just saying, even with, it's just like people were saying how he's in Anaheim and uh, it's just the marketability with the Angels and all that shit. Like, I, I think in a, in a time, I don't know, maybe 20 years ago, he could be anywhere and he'd be marketable. It's just crazy. I think he would be more marketable in New York and he'd be more marketable wherever the San Diego should go. But it's it's kind of crazy how, like, baseball, I hope it gets revived where it's more people. I, these, I like these guys being global superstars. It's sick. Like, that's the part of baseball that's cool. Like, Jeter and A-Rod were legit red carpet superstars. I mean, they're still – like, Mike Trout should be of that caliber. Like, I feel like why, why shouldn't he? But it's just – I guess it's the appeal of the draw. I don't know what it is. How much different – 
I wasn't around for Jeter's, you, you know what I mean, prime watching all of his interviews and oh, yeah, yeah. seeing how he was, but I don't know. Like, how much more charismatic is Jeter than Mookie Betts? You know what I mean? It's crazy to think about. It's crazy. Like, how can Mookie Betts walk into Duncan and, and walk into a Duncan in Philadelphia and just some random temple chick knows Mookie Betts? Like, how, uh, how out of 10 females, how many of them you would know would be like, oh my God, it's Mookie Betts? Maybe one, bro. I was going to say two. <laughs> like, the couple that really watched the Phillies, that really watched the Phillies, it's crazy to think about. It is crazy to think about. All right, over to March Madness. Uh, big stuff. Early on, I made four brackets. I had Kansas in one, L. Actually, my most successful bracket that's in the 96th percentile, because there was some good upsets in there, uh, is fucking Arizona. Nice. So that's not a winner. Nice. Um, nice. I have a Houston bracket. And, I, don't gonna, I don't think that's going to hit. And, I mean, that's the only one that's in the 77.6%. I don't like Houston. I've been fading tough. Houston, and I've been losing, but I've been fading done, Houston. Bro. Like, um, this is why, like, I can't do March Madness without making a bracket because it's like, you just have to make a bracket. But, like, once, like, Arizona lost, I'm like, I'm not even looking at the bracket anymore, and I'm just working on, like, like best bets. And I will tell you what I, what's been very, very successful for me, or, like, what was before, like, it went downhill, was uh, first half overs. Like Thursday and Friday, those first two days, where you can literally bet on every single game starting from 12 and ending at fucking 12, like first half overs and then first half spreads and then all this, this, and this. But then when you get down to, you know, one game every three hours, it's like you got to be a lot more picky with what your picks are because you're just, you don't have another game right next. You know me, and that's man. where like the shit went downhill. We've been killing the spreads. Per usual, it is, bro. Every March, you gotta be taking dogs. I be trying like, 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 ingrain it in people's heads. Like it's literally tailor made for people just to take dogs. You don't even take my no shame. It takes every money line. Now you told me it takes every money. Oh yeah, yeah. But you don't even, bro. Just take the spreads that you like and teams that you could think can make an upset. Like it's, it's not easy, but like shit, fucking. I'm chilling one day in the crib. Justin sends me uh the the video of. Of the FDU coach saying, I, "Oh, I hope Purdue sees this. We could beat Purdue. We can beat them." Yeah. They reply back, "Oh, I'm taking them. I took them plus twenty two and a half. Didn't think about it. Boom, cash." Like that's what I had too. Like you, I don't know. You just when it comes to March, man, let the dogs bark. Well, just, that's the whole and thing you will too. Be fine. I think over time, I don't know what the numbers are in our March Madness underdogs in general, but I think if you just if you look at those, I, I would say over. Five and a half, like five and a half point dogs. I feel like they're hitting at like a fifty percent, fifty two percent clip, fifty three percent clip. I feel like I feel like the I feel like the dogs in March got to be a little more profitable than the, than the favorites, just because how lopsided those first weekend games are. Even you know, like you'll get the first weekend games. Like FDU was still a fifteen and a half point dog in their second game. I took that too. You know what I'm saying? Like and I, I took them at half thirteen and a half. Shit's crazy. And, then, and there's some fucking disgusting beats. I profited from the TCU one. Cause I had I, I had TCU, but there's been some disgusting beats. Like where you almost would, would rather have the dog. Penn State, the dog. It was the bad beat. Who did Alabama play round one? Uh, was that was that an over? Or was that the underdog spread bad beat? Texas A and M. Texas A and uh, uh, what's it? Texas A and M C C. Yeah, yeah. We had versus versus Alabama. Like, Jesus Christ, bro. You'd rather almost just have the dog ticket because, you know, the underdogs will actually know because Charleston got fucked. Remember, they fouled with, like, 0.2 seconds left? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Man. I had, you got to be able to. Bad beats in March are just disgusting, I guess. My just my gross. fun one was the pit money line in the first round. Love that. That was, like, I mean, that was plus, like, 195 or something. My bad beat on Sunday, 
forget what game it was. God damn it. It might have been whatever the... Who was it? I think it might have been the Baylor game. Baylor-Creighton. I'm not positive. But it was a first half over. And there was four minutes and six seconds left. And I needed like fucking four points to hit the over. There was two points scored in four fucking yeah, minutes. Some, I've been taking some. Are we too. kidding? No, there's been some wicked scoring jobs in March Madness are actually fucked. Like just watching them is actually painful to watch. But like looking at this scope, well, first of all, the FDU shit's fucking crazy. Yeah, like, super cool for Tobin Anderson. Coming D yeah, two yeah, coach yeah. last just year. All those kids too. I think it it shines a light. Like people don't understand how good just college basketball players are. Like if you were a college basketball player, people don't really understand how good they are. Most of those guys were D two players with Tobin Anderson. With Tobin last year, and then he comes into and a he, team that's four that's a four win team, turns him into this, mm-hmm. and then he now gets to and he, he what did he say? His dream was to be to to be in March Madness, and now he's at Iona now, where he can potentially go to March Madness every single fucking year he's there. Absolutely, and they like so you know my boy plays at Hartford. They played the Northeastern Conference, like, they played their schedule. So they played FDU. They actually beat FDU. They were FDU's worst loss. They almost stopped FDU from getting in the conference. But he was saying how he was not surprised at all. He actually said that FDU would upset Purdue because of the style of basketball that they play. And you watch them play, it's 100% true because it's the most structured, calculated, helter-skelter, double-teaming press you'll ever see. It, it looks like the most hosh-posh, man-to-man, just run-at-you-double-triple-team press but the way they do it, and even in the half court, the way they play defense and go and double team you, it will just give teams that have no time to scout so much goddamn oh, yeah. trouble. As, and you see people say, like, Purdue's trash and this that. Purdue is not trash. I, I'm i not going to make a look at the record, but number one seed, I'm pretty sure they had four losses, five losses total. That means they had to have no more than three, four, five losses in the Big Ten. If you don't have, if you don't have any more than three, four losses in the Big Ten off the Big Ten schedule, mind you, this year the Big Ten was probably the best, most evenly – Distributed conference from top to bottom. You're a goddamn good basketball team. Like it's not. It's not that they had Zach Eady. They had a player of the year. Like let's relax. Just it. It was a perfect storm of just style. Um, just st- style, story, destiny. Like I feel like I feel like even a team playing like a regular half court offense. I don't think it would have worked. Any any good like the best mid major team coming in as a 16 seed could have played like a half court offense, and I don't think it would have worked. I think it's just the style they played with the pressing and all that. Just like it was just crazy to watch, bro. Because Honestly, I feel like everyone who's played at the high school basketball level has played a team that has like a style of team that has that crazy ass press, and like you you blow like a ten point lead, you lose to a press, and you just think like even watch March Madness, and you're like, bro, this can't happen at the college level. Like a team like this can't win. And like they, these guys do it. It's like it's a bunch of D two guys. Like it's hella inspirational, hella cool to watch. And like as a hooper and people like it's, I don't know. People got to stop sleeping on the D two hoopers. That's all I'm gonna say. D two athletes in general, D three athletes at that like. Bro, there's a lot of people out here that could cook people on your favorite college team, and whether you want to admit it or not, they're out here. Like it's 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 well known. With Purdue, I mean, like it's this simple. We knew that they were on the fence of being a fraudulent team. They lost twice to Indiana this Absolutely. year. They had that bad loss to Maryland. Who else did they lose to? Rutgers, and I believe it was one more. Um, Northwestern, and. Um, my big thing is like I didn't have them going past the round of 32. I actually had them losing to Memphis in every single one of my brackets. 
Every single one. Yeah. Now, it doesn't help that fucking Memphis <laughs> lost. But, and I did have Memphis I money think, line, Memphis I, minus one half. I think they would have been fine. But I don't know if they would have been. A, I, I, I did not. Memphis. I didn't have them going. I did not. If Now, again, if they, if they had FAU, I'm not saying, I mean, FAU beat Memphis. I don't know. I just was super high on Memphis. Um, I really just, I think they would have gotten through FAU. But I, I just did not see Purdue going further. I'm looking at the bracket right no, here. I didn't have I didn't have Purdue anywhere anywhere near past the Sweet Sixteen. They're anywhere, every, anywhere. Every, I I I but they, I had them as a legit team. Like so, the Big Ten is a very very good conference. Can we um in the March Madness this year? Let's go over some teams here. Rose the rest of the way. Super happy for Tom Izzo. This is where we get to see why good coaches are great coaches. Um, beating USC, which I had. And again, tough match up there. I bet on Michigan State. So did I. I had in a couple of my brackets, I went like two and two with them, but I was high on Michigan. And like I said, I was more focused on the betting. Big win against Marquette. Easy. Huge win against Marquette. Now Kansas State, where I really thought they were going to get Kentucky, and who knows how that game would have actually ended up. Um, I mean, if they get through this game, they'll have FAU or Tennessee. I I mean, if they get through this game, there's a there's a real fair shot that they're on the road to the Final Four. Right now, let's talk about uh, UConn. Does do we think UConn can actually get there? Arkansas and then the winner of UCLA Gonzaga. That's tough, but a lot of people are high on UConn this year. No, yeah, I mean, when it comes, listen, this is what like college basketball this year is. There's even just look at the teams that you just named. There's so many teams. That you just name that are no, I can't be any higher than a four seed. I'm pretty sure you named maybe one four seed. So I have, I have just you, what, all the teams you just named. I think it was one four. UConn's a four, yeah. One four seed you name, and Two. one and then one five seed you name. One. So I have a four to UConn and eight out of Arkansas. Um, Tennessee's a four. Kansas State and Gonzaga are threes. Michigan State's a seven. UCLA's two. That just shows like the like all this college basketball season has shown is the power of the NIL. And the power of the transfer portal. Like any team that's investing heavily in NIL and any team that's not even like abusing, I mean, some teams are abusing the transfer portal, but some right. teams are just manipulating the transfer portal. And like, I mean, the shit is wide the fuck open. Like before, I mean, even even as much as like three years ago, even COVID, even because even during COVID, it wasn't as much as the NIL and transfer portal. It was coming into fruition, but it was more so. You had like guys on on Baylor and something like 24, 25. We still see it, but like the COVID years and all that stuff, there were guys that were older and these teams were kind of going back again and all that. Now it's full on transfer portal, full on teams are being able to compete at the highest level with this NIL stuff. And I, I, uh, I like it. Some people I've seen don't like it, but it leads to shit like this. We see the Tennessee's of the world making runs. We see Arkansas's A team. Arkansas, I mean, SEC is another conference that was stacked top to bottom. So are they the real, Razorbacks? Are they a real A seed? But just just seeing how much the transfer portal has evened out the field of college basketball has made something like March Madness that was already electric to watch no matter what without the transfer portal and NIL being a, th- being a thing, making it that much more electric and have that much more parity in something like this. Like, I don't know. It makes it, it makes the experience of March Madness way more cool to me and even be able to make predictions. Like, if we were to sit down and fucking talk about March Madness two weeks ago and give our predictions about even, like, teams that would make to the Sweet 16 favorites, we probably would have been literally all wrong. Like, think about that. You said how many two seeds? I'm sorry. So, there's Texas. That's a two. Uh, UCLA. 
All right, I would have had UCLA because I would have had it. I had Texas losing to Penn State, so I would have had it. UCLA. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, right, I would have had out of the out of the twos, I would have had UCLA. That's it, bro. Like, think about that shit. Like the way the transfer portal has opened up the the competition in college basketball has been. I mean, I personally love it. I I think it's gonna help promote some even more kids. I mean, obviously there always will be a big one and done culture. Yeah. But I mean, it helps even more kids stick around. Like, oh, I could go somewhere else, a lower tier, even a mid major for a year or two. I can go transfer portal to a big school, and then I can do my quote unquote one and done even though I'm a junior I'm just saying my one at this big school while I'm a junior while I'm a sophomore and then move on I kind of like what it could do for college basketball I could be wrong it's still early but I kind of and the teams that don't invest in this NIL stuff that's going on because listen bro if you don't think there's black hat under the table shit going on tripping but the teams that don't invest in this NIL stuff that's basically what I'm saying they're they're gonna be punished for it but I think it makes the the whole landscape of college basketball a lot more interesting well we actually might see our only chalky uh, Elite Eight matchup in the Midwest. If both Texas and Houston were to win, Houston and against Miami and Texas against Xavier, we would see our only one and two. It's fine with me. Which is wild to think it's about, really, though. No, it's fine you know me. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's like our only one and two. Um, Creighton did have a really, really good game against Baylor. I mean, uh, there was Creighton's good too, though. The Big East was really so. That's where my question well. is: For Princeton, does the road end here? Probably. Uh, but like they have a really good matchup. Like they can match up well with Creighton as far as what they run offensively, lengthwise. They do have a couple guys that can line up with them. I like listen. I think that I think the road ends here for for for, for Princeton because I do like Creighton. How as a cool team. would that be? I though? did have Creighton beating Baylor as well. But did you? Good for you. I did. But it it is one of those things where I would not be shocked if the Princeton Tigers are in the Elite Eight. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Um, and and it's it, it, I mean that, that's not even a. Uh, nah, I would say more more so transfer portal, but not like NIL. They're not dump. I, at least I don't think they're dumping. No chance, bro. No you never chance. know. I'm just no saying. But that, it just yeah. goes to show there's there's so many different ways to win. And like something that's cool about about Princeton and even even after you, but not as much as Princeton. Like seeing teams that run these old concepts that still work in a new age game. They have obviously still they run pick and roll and they do different oh, yeah. things that people do nowadays. But they still do the Princeton offense. Still run back doors and see it incorporated in like how it is in today's offense and today's speed of the game is that. And it still fucking works. Like it's actually crazy to watch. You really don't believe it when you're watching this shit. Like it's it's actually kind of crazy. So cool note I want to add here too is, um, Final Four is in Houston. Now Jim Nance did announce that this is his last March Madness. He's an all his alma mater is Houston. So what he said was like, how cool would it be for me to call the national championship in Houston? When Houston's going for it, damn, that's fucked. Cause they're not, they're not gonna go. They're just, they're just not gonna go. It I, would be. I do not believe in Houston whatsoever. So I didn't believe in them when Sasha was fully healthy, and now Mar- Marcus Sasha's growing and everything's gone. I do not believe in Houston. Do you had to pick a winner. They, they are getting blessed because the rest of the brackets in haywire. So if they handle their business, the rest of the brackets helping them out. You had to pick a final four right now. No, I literally no idea. Like, literally do you think no does idea. UCLA get there? I like UCLA. Does Bama get there? I like. I think Batman gets literally. I, th- I don't think I talked to you about this specifically, but I put in two futures. I literally only I took Duke and I took Connecticut, and Duke's already gone and Connecticut. Was yeah, there. I was super high. And on I Duke took those too. two because I like those two teams at plus two. Like it was like two K or something like that for UConn too. Yeah, but nice. besides that, bro, like I do like UCLA. But the thing about UCLA, I, I love how their their core's been there before, but the injuries, bro, they literally all have been injured and they're all battling injuries. So I, it's hard to back them. But you also have the tournament curse for Gonzaga where they can just never get the job done. Tournament curse for, for, for Gonzaga. 
I'm looking at Alabama. And Brandon Miller is unbelievable. And I love the basketball that uh, Javon Quinley's been playing because I've I remember him since he was in high school, even when he was at Villanova and transferred. He's playing really good basketball, and he's a good piece for the team, really kind of engine guy, kind of like their, their vet been there for a long time. But I just feel like that they had the makings of a team where the other four guys besides Brandon Miller is going to have that night where they slip up, and is he going to be able to to lift them over the edge? If it doesn't, if it doesn't happen, like I said, that that fall off night doesn't happen. Alabama probably wins the Natty, but it's basketball. It's March. Things are bound to happen. I feel like Brandon Miller's going to need one stellar game. I don't know if it's going to be the Elite Eight, the Final Four, whatever, or even this game coming up. That he's going to have to lead those guys over the top in one big time game. Can he do it? I don't know. He is unbelievable, and he is as advertised. And I and I would pick him number one, but just gets weird in March when shit like that happens. Another team gets hot. I don't have Alabama in my natty or in my Final Four. No, I I think they're more prone to get upset than maybe like a. Well, I, it's not really upset. Well, because they have. They have I feel like they're the, as as the. Well, you said we have the, we have our one and two playing each other. And then besides that, it's Bama and then our other twos. Yeah, like, I think they're the most prone to get upset. Because they have their road, essentially, but they have a good road to get there. Mm-hmm. They have San Diego State and then the winner of Creighton-Princeton. San, you say it's a good road, but San Diego State's not no good road. Right. San Diego State's going to slow that game down. They have essentially their whole core and their best players were all there last year. Like They play tremendous defense. I think they rank in the top 30 or top 20 of, in, in opponents' points per game. That's off the top of my head, but it might be around there. It's probably even better. Um, that is fucking scary. Like I also I th- would be, and I think that San Diego State's like a seven and a half or six and a half point. I'm also, I mean, I would be scared if I'm going into this game for for San Diego State. I mean, you're coming off games where Alabama outscored their opponents by twenty each fucking game. So, like, teams a doghouse. I mean, te- teams. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, Alabama's good, dude. But like, bro, this is literally. I don't know when you're when you're a team that roll that's rolling like this, and you're about to go into a team that's about to slow you down. And try to keep you in the fifties and sixties, and just try to play rough you up, tough you up, like basketball, defensive basketball, instead of just like instead of running with you, so you can let your talent show. Like a Maryland team, they're trying to run with you and score with you. Like they can just literally let their talent show and outscore them. San Diego State's not going to try to do that, and I think that's going to be a real interesting. I mean, match. call I think, me. I think San Diego State might be the team to do it. If 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 not, I think they'll be able to cruise to the Final Four at least. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm just saying, call me chalky. Like call me chalky. I don't really give a fuck. I think Alabama and Houston are both getting to the Final Four. Yeah, that's fair. The chalk. The, I also have to be biased recently because I do have them in my bracket. I mean, and usually when these things happen, when you see these upsets and shit, the chalk always rises to the top. It's rarely, it's rarely. We've seen it. I think since since it was UConn and um in Kentucky where it was like eight nine. I don't think we've seen anything like that since. So usually the cream rises to the top. Damn you know what straight. I'm saying? We'll, we'll, we'll see though. I don't believe I don't believe in either of those two teams. Unfortunately, we were in for a doozy this uh, this week. Headed into the weekend for the Sweet 16, followed by the Elite Eight. Leave a comment down below uh, how your bracket's shaking out. Like I said, mine's pretty dog shit. Follow us on our social media platforms, at 8080pod on, tw- on Instagram, at 8080podcast on Twitter, and the name of the show, which is the TikTok uh, all day, the all day, everyday show. I did not mention the YouTube. Like, comment, and subscribe. You know all that good stuff. We'll see you guys in the next one. You've been listening to the all day, everyday show with all day AJ and Manny Ruffin. I'm going to get the outro right this time. My name is Alex Jacobs, but you can call me all day AJ. We'll be back next week for some more bangers. See you in a little bit.